Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. sells 
toys. Yeah. Well, she told the class a whole lot more. So if you want to listen to what she told the class, you're going to have to go back and listen to yesterday's show. But one of the things she did, you know, let them know is that CVS uh, and uh, Target can, you know, offer sex toys. Yes, she said, and I will say, you know, just look at this little box over in the tampons and pads area. And if you open it up, the little Velcro in front, bam, you got a sex toy. Yeah, this is the classroom activity. The classroom activity. Yes. So I don't know if we want to move to, what do you call that, California IA and now get our children some education because I don't know what kind of education you're going to get over there in California. But, you know, uh, I'm sure every class is not teaching this, you know, this lesson. So, you know, rest assured, just pray, pray for our schooling system, regardless of where you are in this world, because they have really changed the academic. Woo! Not like when we went to school. Well, you know, some people ask, is chivalry still alive or is chivalry dead? Well, we don't know. Because according to, you know, the melee over in Dallas, Texas, where little uh, Briera, you know, got into an argument with Gabriel's ex, Kirsten, you know, when it got too far, she just called Gabriel over and told her to smoke her. <sighs> Unfortunately, you know, this really is the sign of the times where, you know, this is this is what we do. You know, we, we start arguments, you know, we get into you know, this level of melee where, you know, you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to prove your love to somebody or prove who you are or prove your manhood. And now, unfortunately, you have a young lady who is no longer with us and you have a young man who's going to jail probably for the rest of his life and another young lady who has given up several years in her life or of her life, you know, for some, some silliness, some real unnecessary activity. And again, you know, we really got to pray for this world because, you know, what in the world are we going to do going forward when there's, there's just nothing Life means nothing. Life means absolutely nothing to the people of this world. Nothing. To think that all you have to do is call someone over and say, smoke her, and he comes over and shoots her. 
he shoots this person without any question, without any thought. You know, this was someone he had been involved with in the past, but it nothing mattered other than that one thing at that time. We really, really, really have to keep this world lifted up before the Lord because it's, you know, we're supposed to turn over this world to the young people. Well, ain't no young people going to be left. Yeah, how many of them are going to be left? And the ones that are left, are they going to be in the right frame of mind to run this world? Well, could they run it any worse than what is being run now? I, I you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really think about this. You know, we talk about this this world every day. Our news comes from all over the world. We really do not target one particular area. As you know, if you listen on a regular basis, we do not target a one particular gender, one particular race. We just do it all. We talk about it all. We talk about everybody. We talk about all ages. And again, you know, if this world is going to be left to our young people, what's going to really be the difference? Because what they're doing with the world now, they're just going to be doing something different with the world later. That won't be much worse because what else is left? Oh, my gosh. When you think about everything turning, you know, it's like as the world turns. That's what it really feels like we're living in as the world turns. And it's not turning out to be any better than yesterday. Oh, you know what? We always got something to pray about, don't we? Eh, Never running out of prayer topics. So, you know, we, uh, that's what we talked about yesterday, and we could not close out a Monday if we did not get the switch tip with Shantice. Choose your lane. Ah, how appropriate. For yesterday's conversation, right? You really have to choose your lane because it's so easy to fall into the melee of life. It really is. When you look around, there is something that will draw you if you allow it. Something. You know, my my draw may not be your draw, but It's something out here that can make you get off track. I don't care how much you say you love the Lord. If you don't stay before the Lord, if you don't allow the Lord to take control over your life, you will be sucked into some nonsense. You will be sucked into a way of thinking that is ungodly. You will become very selfish in this life. You will make very bad decisions and you will be thinking that you're on the right track. You will look at this world and you will be drawn to something that God does not want for you. 
So while you're choosing your lane, make sure it's the lane that God wants you in. Make sure that it's the lane that, that God wants you in. Because here's the thing about God. He gives us a choice. He allows us to choose for ourselves. And the best thing about God is he puts it all before us. All the good things are right in our face. Now, the better things are out there for us, but we are never without good things. Good things, things that are from God. And you better believe no matter what you see before you that's good, there's always something better that God has to offer you. But you got to choose the good. You got to choose the good lane. You got to choose that lane that's going to lead to eternity. Not the lane that's going to choose to, to lead you to destruction. So, ah, good switch tip yesterday. Choose your lane. Today, today is, let's talk about it, Tuesday, Church Folk Day, and we are beginning our new My Two Cents series. So, ah, we're ready to get started. Are you? I hope you watched. I hope you watched, because I'm welcoming whoever wants to talk about it. To give us a holler. But before we do that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Scleroderma. If you know what it means, then chances are that you or someone you love has been diagnosed with it. It ended the life of my sister Nancy at the age of 26. There's a lot of pain that goes along with it, mental and physical anguish. It's gravely affected the life of a dear friend of mine and made his daily challenges almost unbearable. Don't let this happen to a friend or a loved one of yours. Get involved in the fight to end scleroderma. series HBO Max miniseries 
called Love and Death. Goodness gracious, we stumbled across, Shanti's actually stumbled across it because I was kind of brushing past this advertisement that kept coming up on my screen every time I opened up HBO Max. And she called me and she was like, Ma, you need to look at this miniseries called Love and Death. Well, the description of this is... Ah, two church-going couples who enjoy their small-town Texas life until an extramarital affair leads to somebody or leads somebody to pick up an axe. And here's the thing. It's a true story. So once I saw that it was a true story, it didn't matter what it was going to be about. I had already decided we were going to review this on my two cents uh, segment, and uh, here we are. So we invited all of you to watch it with us last night or whatever, because the only time I remember to tell it, <laughs> excuse me, was last night, was yesterday's show. So we invited you to watch it so you could talk about it with us today. So I am going to invite my girl Shantice on and my brother Ainsley, and excuse me, we're going to get this party started with our conversation. So I want to say good morning, Shanties. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. So you know, you pulled up this this uh series and you started watching it and uh we kind of got through the first episode where you went pay you know you watched before you called me a couple of episodes but i made sure that ailey while i did ask him don't look at anything further let's just focus on the first episode and uh let's get this party started from the beginning what caught your attention and then i'm gonna pull out brother ainsley up and see what he's got to say. And we're going to invite everybody who wants to talk about this to come on. Give us a call, 516-387-1358. Again, the number is 516-387-1358. Please, if you'd like to discuss and put in and add your two cents, feel free to do so. All right? So, Tatis, let's get started. Okay. 
Well, what caught my attention at first was because I did the same thing. I kept seeing it, the the picture of it, and I kept bypassing it for a couple of weeks. And on Sunday, you know, Sundays I use my days to just lay around, watch TV. I started reading the with the synopsis, as you call it, of like what the show yeah. is about, the series is about. And as soon as I read, it has something like, um, pretty much like I'm paraphrasing, pretty much like churchgoers, and they end up having a fan. I was like, oh no, I gotta watch this. Um, and for some reason, it didn't seem because you know a lot of times we come across a synopsis like that, and it's just like, oh, here we go with something else like this again. But for some reason, it didn't really rub me like that. So when I watched the first episode, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I did watch the second one, and then I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't go past episode two, but that's when I had to call you like, nah, you have to watch this. This is bugged. Oh, all right. So, you know, excuse me. My boy, you have to excuse me. My throat is just messed up. You know, what, as, as the story got started, what mm-hmm. caught your attention in the beginning? Well, first it was the song, because uh, sometimes I thought that my great-grandmother, Pastor Burroughs, wrote a lot of the songs designed. But also that with, uh, <laughs> You didn't tell me she ain't write them songs now. I was like, how do you know that song? Wait a minute now. Hold on. They opened up with that song, and that, like, really caught my attention because I guess it, it helped it to feel authentic because, you know, of course you read, you know, based on a true story. So, you know, I haven't read anything like that, whether it's a movie or a series, and I'm like, this ain't only a real story. This couldn't happen. Um, but that, that really just caught my attention, and just the authenticity of it, it just... The cinematography was on point. You know how I am with the fonts and stuff of the word and the credits and all that. Um, Everything just seems, like, really on point. And even from the beginning, like, even the dialogue and how it was like they jumped right into everything, but it didn't seem too fast-paced. Like, I I wasn't lost. It wasn't a slow start. Like, it didn't seem, you know, sometimes you watch something and it takes a long time for things to get started for you know, like the real plot to thicken and all that. It wasn't any right, of that. Right. So it was kind of right, kind of right, right. Like it didn't, it didn't take long, but they didn't lose you. Like it didn't seem like, right. well, how do we get there already? You know, I mean, right. you know, kind of did, but not in the grand scheme of things. So I, I think that's what really kept me like watching the entire episode and then even wanting to go into episode two. That everything just flowed really nice. Like whoever wrote it for screenplay did a phenomenal job of taking the actual story and now writing it into a script so that everything could just flow the way that it did. All righty, all righty. Well, let me pull up our brother Aisley so he can uh, jump in and add his two cents. Hey, brother Ains, good morning. Hey, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. Doing good. Thank you. Good, good, good. All right. So, you know, I invited you to look at this HBO Max miniseries, Love and Death, the story of Candy Montgomery 
and the uh, accusation <laughs> of her uh, being a murderer. And you know what? It, what you know? Let's let's start from the beginning. You know what really caught your attention, or did it catch your attention when you started watching the the first episode? Yeah, it started catching my attention. Um, I got to say, you know, it, it seemed it was all around well put together. I mean, as far as I agree with Shantice with this authenticity. Um, like being it was back into nineteen eighty, so everything really looked like back in the day with it the sure did. And, and sure and first did. thing that caught me with the with the music, I was like, Oh my gosh, it really brought me to that. I'm like, Oh man, this is really old school church right here. And <laughs> you know <with> the, <laughs> and so it it caught my attention because it was moving it took me a while to figure out who was who, and but you know, it, the pace of it was really good, and and also there was the one scene in the beginning was I think it's Alan. I'm like, okay, why do I got to see that part right there? But I guess <laughs> that is necessary. You know, when we watch the whole episode, you realize that part right. is necessary. Right. It, it really right. Was necessary. And, uh, and so it caught my it caught my it caught my attention, and after after a while I was like you know what <laughs> I, I I could also rename it rename the whole movie call it wash your behind and keep it clean or else it'll be left <laughs> okay and keep it clean. okay 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 literally and figuratively you know. That's what it all come down to. I mean, I was like, and the thing is, this is based on a true story. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that really, really you know, that really, that, that really uh, caught my attention right there. And I was like, oh man! So all of this came down to so a funky man, a woman being attracted to a funky man. <laughs> All right, all right. So let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back a little bit for those, you know, who did not see it or who didn't catch the beginning or whatever. You know, we. It starts off with, you know, again the description, the real brief description that they give is, you know, two church-going couples. You know, they are. You know, they they're okay with their small-town life. Texas life until an extramarital affair occurs and then it ends in death and it starts off with you know everybody singing in church you know they just show a group of people and then they show you know them kind of after church you know they're having like fellowship um, you know lunch or whatever um, have you and you know they show you both couples and, you know, how they are, you know, they're dynamic, pretty much. And one of the couples, which is this Alan that Ainsley just mentioned, him and his wife, they want to have another baby. And they need to, they're doing some, you know, the, the fertilization period. You know, they're timing when she's fertile. And they discuss this in private at the, the fellowship table. So the funny part is, the next thing they show is them home, and the part that Ainsley's talking about is them having sex. 
you know, because remember now, they've got to time this thing, and that's what she tells him. You know, remember, you know, it's 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, and we got to make sure that, you know, we're having sex at this time. Now, here's the funny part. That's what I say. You know what? People on the other side of the fence, they are really interesting because they show you having sex. They show them having sex in their church clothes. They don't even bother to take off the clothes to even get, you know, like in the mood or whatever. They literally are in the bed having sex with the church clothes on. And I'm looking at this girl going, really, y'all? I mean, you really could not take the time to get interest, you know, in, uh, into it to, um, to, to, uh, Make it more appealing, and she's describing what he should do and what he shouldn't do. So they give you the dynamic of that couple. And then at the church, at the fellowship table, they give you the dynamic of the other couple, which is Candy Montgomery and her husband. And they they talk about, you know, well, he gives like a poor joke. And, you know, she says, you know, well, in other words, he ain't funny. You know, so they kind of show you, you know, their lives um, separately. And uh, excuse me. And, you know, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it there right now. Um, and and Shantice, I'll let you take over, you know, the next round of, you know, what did you what caught your attention after that? Oh, that in itself was like, what is happening here? Oh, um, my attention. It's like, oh my gosh, this is just too calculated. No one, everybody's bored. Um, what caught my attention after that was the 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 volleyball game, and they, you know, when they're playing, so they accidentally hit each other, and she falls, and you know, I'm thinking she's looking at him like. You know, he's weird, like, okay, how did you bump into me or, you know, whatever. Until the next scene when they're at the bar, the church people at the bar, um, drinking beer, and <laughs> she's con- confiding in the other friends talking about how he smelled like sex. So I'm thinking, oh, she's about to say how this man who is married to her other friend friend and you know church of a church congregant how he smelled like sex so he must be cheating on the way but no he smelled like sex because she's interested and I'm like <laughs> I, had, I had a passing stuff moment I was like how did he get here like what I thought y'all just playing volleyball and then you know and in my it's like he's no looker but you know everyone has their own preference <laughs> but it was just like okay what what is going <laughs> What, what what is going on right now? Like you're you're telling another woman who goes to church. Everybody goes to church together, so you know I'm married. You know he's married to the other woman that we all go to church with. And I'm telling you that I bumped into this woman's man playing volleyball, her husband, and he smelled like sex, and that's now appealing to me. While we're drinking beer and we're going to be in church together next week. I was like, what is happening here? It was, that just kind of threw me because, now don't get me wrong, I'm a very open person at times, a lot of times. 
I ain't never, and I could never see myself sitting there listening to one of my girlfriends tell me that she's attracted to another one of our friend's husbands, and you expect me to to look at her and not say anything like that? That just threw me. Mm. Yeah, that that was when that was that was kind of interesting for me too, because there was no. There was no, um, there was, there was like, it was no, what? Like, girl, you got to be kidding me. You don't know that they, did you forget that that so-and-so's husband? It was just nothing. There was no, you know, for a friend. So not only just a friend, but a church-going friend. So my thing is, well, ain't no one holier than the other one because there was no type of discouragement or, you know, nothing. And, again, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, she ain't saying nothing at the fact that you talking about the woman husband smell like sex. And, like you said, you know, whether, you know, they just got finished having it and he didn't take a bath. You know what I'm saying? This is what you right. are attracted to. Okay, Aisley, I got to ask you, was that weird for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because I was like. Hold on, so because across my mind, then I'm like, I mean, so all this happened in one day. You went to church, <laughs> right? <laughs> you went to church, you singing and everything. You went out back. Your wife said you got to come home at one o'clock. You went home. We saw what happened with you know that sex. How that how that turned out. Then apparently you went, you got up, went volleyball, playing volleyball, and then you bumped into her. All funky and sexed up and whatnot. The smell on her. Bump to this woman. And then now she turned on. And it, like, 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 like Monty said, you know, I was like, okay, wait a minute. This guy, this this guy, where he, you know, where he looked, I'm like, back in the day, I'm like, okay, this ain't like a Burt Reynolds. Or who was a hot dog? I'm like, this, this, this guy? Really? <laughs> and then you know when she tells the you know the other congregant, cause at first I didn't realize that she was she was she's in the choir too. She right yeah. there with all of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! So you just she's up there just like oh as we say now, she just getting the tea. She's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, you know, that was, that was she's like, is this um? What she said, this is um. Um, is this something like you just want to do for your um uh for our own self fulfillment or something like that? You know, she really wasn't trying to discourage it. Only one who discouraged it a little bit when she caught a whiff of it. I don't know if I'm going fast with um the pastor caught a whiff of it when you know when when um Alan called and she, and she was at the house and she, right. and she right. told her yeah and she said no nothing good's going to come of it. So at least the pastor did say something. Right, but right, 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 right. You know, but, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, but you wait, wait, wait. You, you went a little too far because now, okay. you know. My bad. You, you, got, <laughs> you, you got, so you get to the next point where, you know, she she tells, they meet, they, they have another volleyball game. And... Mm-hmm. They are now like referees or scorekeepers. And after the volleyball game, 
they leave. Or was it after the, no, it was after the, 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 so then they have the volleyball game. Then they have a rehearsal where the, um, the wife isn't, she hasn't, she's not in attendance. Alan's wife is not in attendance. And she gets in the car and she tells him, you know, I, I want to talk to you about something because something is bothering me. And when he asks her, you know, to, 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 to uh, when she gets in the car, she says, listen, I'm very attracted to you, and I'm tired of thinking about it, so I just wanted to tell you. And I'm like, who says that? I, it's bothering me, and I'm tired of thinking about it, so I just wanted to tell you. And I'm saying to myself, wait, wait, hold on. So he goes, oh. And that kind of ends that conversation. And, you know, I, it, and you, you say to yourself, okay, what happens after this? What do you do with this? Well, they now show the two of them kind of off in their own worlds thinking about one another. So clearly what's happened is she's been thinking about him all along because this surely didn't happen when they bumped into each other at the volleyball game and he went to help her up. This is something that she's been thinking about all along. And you now have, once she opens up and tells him that she's interested, this now opens up a can of worms. And mm-hmm. this is why you need to go pray or something because now you've got this whole thing started. All you have to do sometimes is mention it to somebody. But before we go a little further, we got, we got Vivian on. Let's see what Vivian's got to say. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Well, thanks. How are you? Good, 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 thanks. Okay, so, you know, based on what we've talked about already, well, what's your thought on this stuff here? On the part that you just brought up with her going in the car, excuse me, with her going in the car and expressing her feelings to him and his response, and then when she went back to talk to her friend, I was like, this girl is delusional because she didn't she didn't get the idea like, oh, like most of us, if that would have happened to us, we would have been mortified. Like, oh, she's right. not interested. I just... Right. I laid out my heart to him, and he, you know, he didn't care. But she she went to her friend, and she was like, like, there was still some hope. Like, she, right. didn't, she didn't seem like she was crushed. And I'm just like, this girl is delusional. Like, what is going on? <laughs> but lo and behold, you know, there was there was some hope there. So it's just, it was it's interesting, as you told us, when you told us that he was going to start watching this, this uh, series. It is an interesting series for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I'm going to allow you to push a little forward. What, what, what's, what, what was the next thing that caught you? Um, them planning when they met. I think they met in the hotel at first. And then they was like, okay, so we're just going to make the agreement that we're going to go home and think about this. And they're making all these, like, pros and cons lists and oh. going on on the phone together talking about it at the job and all this going on and just the, the whole preparation of it it was just crazy like yeah really going in making this whole ordeal and this whole plan about having this affair 
like this there's just too much thought going on. Usually if people have an affair it's just it just quote unquote it just happens. Spontaneous. They yes. really put some yes. real thought into this thing. Yeah. Like they were planning a wedding. Probably <laughs> wasn't that much thought in planning their wedding. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't yeah, believe I, I couldn't so. believe it either. I'm like, you okay, so the the thing that catches me is if you took this much thought, that's the amount of thought you could take with staying apart. Right. You don't take kind of thought of being together you take this kind of thought of being apart so it, it was very interesting in the the fact that okay so now you both say okay because i want us to talk about this right here for a minute i want us to stick a pin here because this was really a real interesting dynamic in in this in this episode where they decide okay let's think about this thing and let's let let's talk about the pros and cons. Let's talk about some of the things that we don't want to happen. And 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 I'll leave you on the phone for a minute, Viv. Aisley, what is one of the things that they talked about? Um, you know, wanting to make sure that this either happened or didn't happen that caught your that that caught your attention or made your eyebrow go up. Um. Yo, yo, talking about, okay, so if there's any emotional attachment, we got it in a relationship, oh. right? Well, you write all this stuff down. To me, I'm like, y'all leaving all this evidence. She had all these stickies, different color stickies. Oh. I guess. Oh, wow. Oh, my and gosh. You invited the man into your house, and you got this big oh, old my goodness. The boy thing. This whole big list on oh this, my goodness, I, like all this evidence you just leaving for <laughs> leaving around, you know they oh. say how they just, but I'm like you you doing all all this preparation, but we talk about no, no emotional attachment, and then and at one point, um I even before the, I think even before they actually had the affair. Um, he asked, I think he said, um, I guess you were doing a lot of writing. And he said, um, I, I, I like to read some of your writing. Because apparently her husband wasn't. Right, right there, there's showing some emotional connection going on right there. Right. Right. Right there, there's some emotional going on. You know right. what I'm saying? The point is, had he washed his behind and kept it clean, he <laughs> <laughs> <after> her proposal. He <laughs> clean. We wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shanti, what, you know, in, in all of this preparation and, and the things that they agreed that they should do and the gr- things that they agreed that they shouldn't do, what was one of the things, because Ainsley said one of the things that was key, that we can't have an emotional attachment. If we have an emotional attachment, then we're going to end it. Oh, my gosh. What was one of the other things that they came up that you were like, really? Well, outside of that being bumped up to number one. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we need to make that important. Like, oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. I mean, that was the craziest one. So I would say I think the other one was just like when, when she said, um, Oh, we well, you know, food I'll prepare that, and I was like, mm-hmm. "You're cooking, you're cooking, 
You're cooking for the affair. Okay, so who? Yes. So you're making the menu. Okay, so at what point did you find out from him what he likes, or uh, were you paying attention during church church lunch, and you said, "Well, he ate that quick, so he likes the the fried the fried chicken and not the baked chicken because the fried chicken went quicker." Like you're really cooking, so. I thought the same thing that Avery thought when I saw the cue card. So if your husband was to walk in on you cooking, but then he don't eat none of the food he was cooking, where would you tell him that food was going? Mm. Where would you tell him? Because I'm sure he cooked for home as well. You know, so uh. now he eats all this food, but only a portion of it is left at the house. Where would you tell So it was just like, there's just way too much thought going into this like this is really there's a menu now okay the whole picnic <laughs> basket wow even had this All right, sir. Wow. before you go what was one of the things that what you know you said okay they got all of this list of things that they said what do's or don'ts what did what also stuck out to you in this preparation for this affair well, Brother Ainsley and Chelsea definitely stole my answer. Uh, going back to them having a, the affair and then after, she was like, oh, how could we forget the shower? Well, that wasn't easy to forget when he was at, at the volleyball court smelling like <laughs> seven seconds right. So that right? wasn't easy to forget. <laughs> and then oh, the fire started cooking, and she's like, oh, I'm going to cook. I'll, I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll also get the hotel room. That's emotional attachment right there. For you to care enough to cook, you gonna set up right. a hotel room. That's already right. y'all already breaking the rules before y'all got started. Like what? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You know, here's the thing that really caught me: the fact that you really thought about we're gonna take all of this time to do this stuff, and then. Y'all don't, and then you got, listen, anytime you have rules to have an affair, you already twist it. Who does that? You, like, like, we, like, that's why she says, the other side of the fence, they're much different than us. Normally, you end up, they always say, I fell in it. You know what I'm saying? If you will. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, it was there, and she threw it at me, so, you know, before I knew it, it happened. You know, it, it, that, that's the way it always happens on this side. You know, you, there's no excuse. It just happened to, ha- happened to happen. But how do you prepare? Your go- Everybody's going to church. Everybody's going to church. And there's not one person that says, we really shouldn't be doing this. The, the other part that cracked me up was when, you know, when they were talking, when he, when he initially said to her, well, listen, I thought about what you said, and, you know, I, I, I would hate for us to have this affair, and, you know, uh, what's her, I can't even think of the wife's name. She would get hurt. I'm like, don't If you really care, then don't do it. How are all of these things being brought up? as a concern, but yet you don't stop. There was no stopping whatsoever. And all of this planning, it really made sense to the two of y'all that y'all would sit mm-hmm. down and plan to 
had the affair, and I thought the same thing. She not only had cards, y'all. She had blue cards, yellow cards, white cards. She she had it all spread out on the floor. Then they had this big old chart. And I said, what if somebody walked in? What you going to do with all of this right. evidence? I mean, boy, oh, boy, you oh, boy. What what yes. What else is when they was making the plan? And they, she said something about, like, oh, if we're, like, if we're um pretty much, like, doing too much or if we're, we're making it, what did she say? She said something like, if we're getting too risky to, to have this affair, then oh. we have to stop. Yes, ma'am. Now, already ain't enough risk in y'all calling one another, writing out the cards, making the plans. Right. We're putting up the board. Checking the mail, going to the yes. hotel, meeting at the yes. house. Yes, no risk. That's not a risk. Uh, I tell you, already, already, <laughs> we're getting started. All right, thanks, Ziv. We got some comments from the listeners. Have a wonderful day, Vivian. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, you as well. All right, thanks for adding your two cents. All right, we got okay. the, the, we got some comments from the listeners, and then Pastor Jeff has joined us. I am so interested in what Pastor Jeff has got to say. So let's hear from the listeners. Shanti's, what you got? Yes, so I, I was going to say, you know, what do you expect when the pastor is smoking at the church meeting? But our uh. first comment, our <laughs> first comment reads, I marvel at the very slim pickings she had for an affair. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Then we have another comment that reads, when she told the pastor who was going through her own divorce, that wasn't a deterrent at all. Yeah. Yeah. She felt that, she felt that comfortable telling her pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things. I didn't discuss the pastor at all because I was kind of waiting for Pastor Jeff to come on. He's going to be my only pastor on today. And I wanted to, okay. to talk about that pastor stuff with him because there were some things that was an, were very interesting regarding the pastor dynamic. But, yeah, that was, so you felt that comfortable that you would just tell the pastor. It just didn't even matter to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we have, it was too much talking about it. You're just building upon the sin. Yep. They already cheated in part. Nice, nice. Then another, yes. Yeah. Then another comment reads, how oblivious are the spouses? Not one of them thought not to. Through all the planning, neither one of them thought, okay, there's too much planning, so we shouldn't be doing this. And then another... <laughs> The last comment reads, he didn't know how to French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We ain't got that far yet, but yes. Yes, that was another interesting. You are a big grown man, and she actually asks you that question. You never had a woman's tongue in your mouth? Oh, Lord. So now you teaching the grown man how to kiss, already that should have ended the affair right there. If I got to teach you how to do all this, I don't even want to be I ain't no no more. There's only too much work. I got to give lessons. Right. I got to give lessons after I don't cook. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's add Pastor Jeff. 
to this conversation, see what he's got to say. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Thank you. We are having a good time here. You know, add my two cents to this uh, story of love and death. Did you get a chance to watch, Pastor Jeff? You better say yes, or I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first episode. Good, because that's all I wanted you to do. I didn't want you to go any further, because then you, your 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 thoughts would be kind of out there. All right. So, what what's what's one of the first things when you watched it that raised your eyebrow? Like, really? Well, I mean, you know. Just watching it, you know, the first thing that that woman did was she sowed that seed. What she was thinking, you know, she spoke it to him, and that seed began to grow in that man after that. You know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> she, yep. Sowed that, she sowed that seed. A lot of times, you know, that, you know, I mean, I've watched a lot of this go on in the church, you know, so long. And a lot of times, you know, that's, that's what it takes, that one little seed. Yeah. You know, I just would. I just been thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and you're I, right, I, you know, I've, Jeff. I've had that. I've had you know women come to me and sow that seed. I wasn't even thinking about them, and then that's all they had to say was I was thinking about you, and now I'm thinking about them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know we we actually touched we touched on that and it was it's very true because it didn't seem like he had that thought in him at all and once she dropped that now all of a sudden now that now it shows him like you said all you have to do is start the ball rolling and now that's all, now that's... he's thinking now you know and 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 here's the other thing pastor Jeff that that adds on to that that came across my mind when Remember when they were in the, the three of you? Remember when, when when they were in a house and she was talking to the daughter about the way she was dressed, and she was going on and on, and and she says to him, he said to her, "Listen, I don't even know what to do with you when you get to this point." And that was one of the things I wanted to talk about because see that now helps to feed what he thinks about and who he thinks about now that she's dropped the seed. Because see now you're at home, and for him you're getting on you're getting on his nerves, and now you've got the other woman now picking at his thoughts because she didn't already tell him, well I'm interested in you, and I you know it's been bothering me, so I just wanted to tell you, and now you're home. And you've got him to a point where he's like, you know, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do here. But guess what? He knows what to do now with this other one here. You know, I'm going to give you the first leg on that one, Pastor Jeff. What is the exact, you know, like, <laughs> where you want me to go with that? You put a whole lot well, out there. I mean, you're, listen, you're, you're, you, you already said that, you know, you had no thought of, of this particular person. And now when she drops, you know, the seed, now that starts you to thinking. And I'm adding to that, saying that this helps when your at-home life is not the best. Because now yeah. you've got somebody I mean, picking. Go ahead. No, I'm saying I'm watching it, 
is just how the devil works. I mean, right. he comes in at that right moment, you know. Yep. And yep. That that little volleyball game, and see, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, like I said, bring brings it home for me. You know, I've 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 lived a full life, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I, you know, my mind going back to years ago, you know, the the church we all played a basketball game with the okay. men and the women. You know, and I remember when the woman bumped into me. You know, I'm guarding, I'm guarding her. She backed up and bumped into me, right? And I remember that incident. And I'm like, that right there, that that first seed sown right there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's physical, mm-hmm. adrenaline's going, everybody's sweating. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, just how the devil works. I was watching yep. that picture and just, you know. Just saying, you know, that's just how the devil works, man. And then absolutely, absolutely. You're home with who you're supposed to be home with, but you're thinking about the Mm -hmm. the volleyball game, the basketball game, you know. And then now it's it's so heavy on you. I'm just gonna let him know. I gotta get it off of me. I'm gonna let Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let him know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) You speak it. And now it's done. I've learned that you don't speak everything that you're thinking. You know, what yep. I'm saying? you know, yep. just, just shut up and keep it going. Even if the other person can see it in your eyes, walk away. Don't say it, because the minute you said it, you crossed the line. Yep. It, it yep. ain't. It ain't. It ain't when you thought it. It's the minute you 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 let it out. You know, you crossed the line. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, brother that stuff goes on all the time. All the time, um, Pastor Jeff, and that's what I wanted to do with some things I wanted to bring out, you know, after you got on today. You know, Brother Ainsley, you know, we're talking about, you know, that, that once he started, once she opened her mouth, and now he's home, he ain't been thinking about it. Now he starts thinking about it. Now you're home, and she's supposedly getting on your nerves, or she's too much for you, or you don't know what to do with her, but now you know what to do with, with Candy. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, at, at the same moment he's talking about when they're discussing their plans, he's saying how he loves his wife, he don't want to hurt her. He does mention that she even cheated on him some time before that, but, you know, he don't want to hurt her just if they found out, but then turns around and kisses her, kisses Candy. Right, right, right. And right. As far as he planted, he would have never thought about kissing it. You know, was, right. she, she wasn't on his mind at all. But you're like, just a little seed, you know, it don't take much. And let it stay, yep. let it foster. And that's why I say, you know, you need to keep his stuff clean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even after, even after the proposal or indecent proposal, keep yourself clean. But, you know, but. Um. Yeah, and one takes a little too. And 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 the interesting thing, you know, this is church folks. Yeah, think we're supposed to know do better. Little right, church folks. Yeah, people in the choir. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Shantice, you know, we talked about this. You know, we touched on this, but now we're adding to the dynamic of, okay, so she's at home. 
and, you know, she's asking him, you know, well, did you read my book or my poem? And he's like, yeah. And she was like, well, what did it say? It was about swans. Well, what about the swans? So she could tell she's trying to pull and extract a reason why he ain't the one. The reason why, you know, you know, he doesn't pay attention to me. You know, so this is the reason why my life is, is humdrum here as a housewife. My, you know, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. You know, all of this stuff you're trying to, to, to help feed a problem. You're trying to help to create a bigger problem. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, he was uh, correct, you know, um, or right in, in not paying as much attention, quote-unquote. But, you know, this is, again, how we help to build our motive. I don't know. What you think? Absolutely, because, like she said, she's already feeling bored. She already told yep. him in front of everybody else that he was corny. I mean, he was yep. corny. But, <laughs> and he was corny. Yep. Um, so now, you know, she knew he didn't read that. So, like right. you said, it's like, Still some hope, you know, where it's like, I'm, I know you, you didn't read it, but there's still that small bit of hope that says, all right, well, you said, if you said you did and you showed some interest, then you might make me feel a little stupid about what I've been thinking and what I've been pursuing internally. But, of course, you failed. And this mm-hmm. is something that happens all the time because you got one spouse that takes the other you know, for granted, and they just, again, there's no excuse for infidelity. You know, at the same time, you have to pay attention to how you're just pushing your spouse, even if it's not to someone else, but to something else, you know, or just away from you, period. You know, because you're not, you know, she ain't got no job, so you couldn't read what she wrote. Right. Come on, you sitting there watching something that's probably corny anyway. Laughing. He was getting a kick out of this. Right. Show. Right, right. Which is helping to keep you corny. And you couldn't read her swan novel story, whatever she wrote. You you couldn't do that much, you know? So now it's just like, the pe- people don't pay enough attention to that. No, no. And, and, and I want to ask you as men, as married men, as married church men, how important is it that you feed your wife's, you know, um, uh, uh, activities, her dreams, her hopes, you know, and I'll, I'll start with you, Pastor Jeff. How important is that? I mean, it's most important because if you don't feed it, somebody else is going to feed it. <laughs> you understand? You you have to, you know, invest your interest in your wife and what she thinking and what she's doing, you have to encourage her. You have to let her know that, you know, she means the, the most to you because the devil's always out there trying to, you know, trying to snatch her. So you have to. Let me let me ask you something before I move to, to Brother Ainsley, um, Pastor Jeff. You know, she's she's out there. She's out there. You you have lost her, you know, in this episode. You've lost her in this marriage already. She's not interested. She's discussed with the girlfriend. She's discussed with the pastor. Don't touch on that part yet. She's discussed with the pastor. Why you don't know this? 
Why don't you as the husband know that she's, whether she should be out there or not, whether she should be, you know, pursuing another man or not, that's beside the point. But how come you don't notice at this time that not only is she out there, but she's all, I mean, she's out there. Why don't you notice as a man? Because you're not paying attention. You're, you're not that interested. You understand? Mm. You're, you're just you're mm. distracted. You you know your mind is someplace else. Mm. You, you know. Okay. Yeah, that's why you know my uh, you know people that know me, you know they 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 think I'm too much. You know, like I'm always watching my wife and you know watching the action. I say yeah, and I catch when it changes too. And I said I'm not gonna be that that Adam and let that snake. Get to my Eve, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to pay. I, I'm gonna try to pay attention. Right. Absolutely. And the, re- and the reason why I'm like that because I was that other guy in my ah. younger days that 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 tried to destroy marriages. That you know, like LL Cool J, I'm gonna do everything what your man won't do. You know, you know, mm. play them games. So mm. you know, now I'm on the flip side of that, and it might be a young me out there trying to get mine and I have to stay you know stay on stay on point wow 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 interesting 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 uh Ainsley I'll ask you you know the same question you know you 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 know you are married you've got this you know wife and you know she's out there and you know she ain't out there she already out there she like she got an eye on somebody she's talking to people about it she's plotting this stuff in the head she didn't tell him about it how you don't catch all of this stuff here he done slacked off. Uh, he done slacked off. He should know the kind of ma- woman he married in the first place. And mm. I think what kind of, what, what kind of, well, what he slacked off is like, you know, you know, the saying, whatever you did to get her, you got to keep on doing to keep her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got comfortable in a relationship. I got her. So you go into your, your own way. You're not paying attention to her. You know what she's doing in her case, the writing and you know, you know her stuff like that. You know, and so you know he slacked off. And you know, like I say, you, whatever you did to to get her attention, you gotta, uh, you know, you gotta keep it up because you know at one point, you know, it, he was, <laughs> he was just remember one scene he was uh, he was just doing the um, mowing the lawn, and, yeah. and you would think. You would think most women would think, okay, at least she's trying to keep up with the house and the chores and whatnot. But she looked at him like, 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 like disgust, right? And, and whatnot. Right. So, so just doing chores ain't just doing. That ain't that, that. That's not just. She's not just satisfied with that. He done. She done slacked off, you know. And so, cause I feel like even personally for me, uh, like with me and my my wife. Right. Sometimes I, I just refer to her as my girlfriend. One time we went out, we were somewhere, and before I could, you know, I, you know, make the introduction that she's my wife, I have to say she's my girlfriend. And because my wife, she's like, I am not your girlfriend. I'm your wife. I say, well, listen, <laughs> I'm keeping. I'm. I know I'm hus- we husband and wife, but I'm keeping. I've got to keep that interest as oh, we boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, you know, got to okay. maintain. Okay. Things 
saying? And so you you got to feed whatever the interest and like and, and and it's reciprocal, you know, because it's it's reciprocal. You want to say you want somebody to to be involved in what you interest in what you're doing or you know be the sounding board in case it be you know it go both ways. It go both ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, let, let's let's go back a little bit to the pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the pastor tells the same woman, interestingly enough, she shares, they're very good friends, and she shares with Candy that, you know, her husband is gone. She's lost her husband. You know, the divorce is there. You know, they're, they're getting divorced. And, you know, so she shares that with her. And I want to touch on the fact that when... It's time to tell the congregation. You yeah. know, the associate gets up and, and, and makes this announcement to the congregation. And, you know, he explains that, you know, there's something that's going on, and you know, with her. And, you know, you need to encourage her at the moment because if it were all of you, you know, she'd be right there for you. My question is, how do you feel about... You know, for Shantice and Brother Ainsley, how do you feel about um, the fact that she's not there herself? And I'm not saying she should or shouldn't. I'm asking you, how do you feel that your pastor's there and someone else is making that particular announcement? And I'll start with you, Shantice. I thought that was really tacky because you still have to face the people. You know, it, I mean, it would have been tacky either way, but it wasn't like you were never going to be seen again. So what was the point in someone else, whoever it was? It could have been the ex-husband. What was the point in anyone else making that announcement? So what you showed was that the same congregation that you've been leading, that if you were doing this right, this is the congregation that God gave you, that everything you've been standing up in front of them saying to them, and now you can't go to them and know it's not something easy to say. But how are you leaving that to someone else? You're the leader. So instead of you going to God and asking God, okay, how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to take person by person, group by group, you know, however. But you, like, this is not a business. This isn't a, a PR. That wasn't your, your publicist. That, that That's how it looks, you know, like when things go on with people in the world and now they get their publicists to, to hold a press conference and to now speak on their behalf. And stuff. Like this is church. It just, it really goes to show how people don't handle church the way they should handle church. So now you're, you're telling her that God has given you a new calling. What you going to do over there? If this is how you handled it in the church, what are you going to do at this school or wherever else you're going? How are you going to handle the students there? How are you going to handle the people over there when this is where you're coming from, where you have a lot of time and, and stuff invested? So you're comfortable enough to smoke in front of them at a church meeting, but you ain't comfortable enough to tell them that you and your husband are splitting up. It's just like, what would be going on in people's heads? It was very tacky. Okay, okay. Brother Ainsley, what what say you? You know, this is your pastor, and, you know, you, you're being encouraged to support her or him because, you know, 
if it were you, she'd be right there or he'd be right there, you know, by your side, walking you through this process. But yet that pastor has not, you know, doesn't have the courage or doesn't feel comfortable or whatever it is that prevented you know, them from standing up, making this announcement, because you don't necessarily have to go into detail, but at least make that announcement. What do you feel about, you know, it happening and it planning out this way? You know, uh, well, I started to make notes of that. That was one of my first things. And I, I didn't understand that. I didn't see what the rationale was for somebody else to see that on her stead. It made no, that made no sense to me. I mean, because apparently, I mean, she she spoke of this to uh, Candy before that that announcement. So right. uh, who else she blurted it out to and stuff like that? But to make an announcement, why can't she? I, mean, I didn't see why she could not have, you know, because um, if I'm not mistaken, her husband was never seen. So I mean, right, what, what right. Was or the reasoning to somebody, you know, and it's your business. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 she had to go away for a week or two weeks. So be it. All right. Well, you, you just address it to the congregation when you get back. To me, there's certain matters that it needs to be done by the pastor. or the lead, You know, in this case, her leadership. You say that. That's your that's your marriage and stuff like that. And, you know, um, so it was it was no reasoning I could see why this person, you know, um, had asked this person to, to speak on that stage, and you know, and like I'd be like Shantice, you know, um, right? You feel comfortable enough? You you can smoke cigarettes and you can do all that, but you're not comfortable enough. Why you gotta have this person do that? I, I, I it made no sense to me whatsoever, you know. No, nope. and I would leave this on the areas too you know what i'm saying so i didn't get that i said maybe some of some something later on happens at other episodes you know that would show justification for it but i didn't see it i was like that i mean that part right didn't make no sense to me okay okay pastor jeff you're the leader you're the pastor and you know you would you have put someone up to you know speak to the congregation or would you yourself have at least said without you didn't even have to give detail um would you have said hey you know this is what's going on did you think that that was appropriate not at all i don't i didn't think that was appropriate at all you you the leader you need to get up and go ahead and just be honest with the people let them know what's going on yourself you know and explain explain your side. I don't have nobody else explaining anything. But y'all keep talking about that smoking part. You gotta understand a lot of you know, like like in the Baptist church coming up, they you know, smoking was not a sin. So they they didn't see smoking as as a sin. You understand? You know so they didn't see that that, that smoking didn't mean mean anything to them. Smoking in front of the church. I mean, when we grew up the Baptist church did that. They smoked. They came out of church smoking, and you know they didn't see anything wrong with that. So, you know, I was just bringing that smoking part up. I mean, I was I was Kojic, and we you know we saw something wrong with it, but the Baptist church didn't. So those Lutherans, you know, they definitely didn't see anything wrong with it. And even now, a lot of them smoke, and they don't see, they don't feel that it's a sin. 
So I just want to put that out there. Well, I remember my grandmother. She should have told me. Okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad that you know you you expressed that as the pastor on the, on the uh, panel today. Yeah, I remember my grandmother in the garage, the smoker thing. She used to make a joke and say how you know back in the day, you know the deacons or the pastors, whoever, you know they remember they always had like that that pocket in their shirt and in the in the breast part. And they used to put the pack of cigarettes right there. So you could actually see. And I remember when she said it, I could envision it. You know, they used to stick the pack of cigarettes right there. And, you know, it was nothing for them to do that. And, you know, everybody knew that they smoked or, you know, whatever have you. You know, not only did I find that that was interesting with the with the smoking and it was a Methodist church uh, because they're a lot looser in other areas than, you know, maybe Kojic or, you know, some other, um, you know, uh, faiths. But I also found that back in the late 70s, you know, what people are making a big deal about now about women being pastors, that she was actually a pastor. It was a female who was a pastor back in the late 70s, early 80s, and people are still, in 2023, going to try to dictate who gets up in the pulpit and who doesn't. So I thought that was also a very interesting um, dynamic to to show. I was like, oh, she was a woman uh, uh, sitting up in the pastor's seat, and they were fine with that. So the smoking and all that kind of stuff, despite the fact that I found it weird, too, that you was just puffing all out in front, this was okay with them, you know. And I was like, okay, well, they, you know, they kind of, they're a little loose in some of their beliefs and practices than other denominations. And this was an area where, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I was trying to, um, well, you know what, let me, let me not, you know, I'll, I'll go back to you, um, uh, Pastor Jeff. What was some of the other, what was another thing that you found interesting in this episode, in any part of the episode that, you know, you, you just, you know, that kind of caught your attention? I mean, all of it caught my attention because, like I said, you know, I, I've, 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 seen so much of it in the church i've lived through a lot of stuff i've experienced a lot of you know a lot of it so it's all you know interesting it's, you know just you know it's i was just you know while i was watching it i was putting names to it i was like oh yeah that's sister so-and-so oh yeah that's, that's brother so-and-so you know <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, well, so, you know, then we'll let you comment on the other stuff that that caught Adrian and Shantice's attention. Shantice, what was something else that that you picked on? You know, that you picked up on? It doesn't matter in the church or whatever have you throughout this um, episode. You know, I have a list of things here, and I, most of you know, you have come up. Uh, all of you have come up with stuff that I have. What do you have? Um. I would say just like the, I was thinking about like the comfortability level of like when they finally made it to the hotel and like he didn't take off, you know, all of his stuff. She didn't take off all of her stuff, you know, and for me, it just spoke like y'all are forcing this, you know, like this is, there's still thought that's going on, like. 
Because, again, if you're really into this, a lot of the times everything comes off, or at least one person, everything comes off. But both of y'all still got something on. So what is happening here? It's just like, it's like, that just shows, that said to me that there's still this, should I really be doing this? But I'm still pushing myself, and for someone who knows what it is to push past the Holy Spirit and, you know, just push past, you know, it's like I want something and I'm leaning more towards I shouldn't do it, but for whatever reason I'm pushing to do it. You know, that that's what that just spoke to me. And it's like, so why are y'all forcing this? It's like, mm. Okay. And and then on top of that, nothing really. And I'm like, see, this was before you took alcohol bottles and stuff to the hotel. So this stuff didn't look all that clean. You know, the bed. Yeah, you know what, Angley? Because she, she goes, I'm shocked. <laughs> what was some, Brother Angley, what was something else that, that, that really caught your attention in, in this particular episode? <laughs> this gracious. Um, kid. <laughs> one thing. Okay. <laughs> But thing is, who's paying for this? So she said they're going to split the cost, right? Mm. They're splitting the cost of this thing, right? And But she's doing the cooking, the food, you know, she's doing all this. And she could get in the hotel. So apparently, so she doesn't work. So she's really taking her husband's money to go have this affair with this other ooh, guy. Ooh, interesting <laughs> dynamic. So interesting I'm like, dynamic. okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I can see, okay, he works, so, uh, you know, but I'm like, so, to me, the whole money, you, the, you know, it caught my attention with, you know, when she was making all these plans, she got all these the blue stickies, the yellow stickies, and all this evidence. <laughs> but you paying for, but you, how are you paying for this? So you paying all these costs, wow. so you giving, you know, so, so I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm just presuming she's taking her husband's money to have this affair with. I mean, I mean it's Absolutely. like, you know, so the more you go into it, the lower you're getting. To mm. me, you know, the financial aspects of it all. And um, Well, that's an interesting dynamic because I have to tell you, that didn't, that didn't cross my mind. That didn't cross my mind at all. And you're right because it never shows her. You know, she is a housewife because, and, and it's funny that you brought that up, and I'm going to add this to it. You know, when she's speaking to the pastor, she says to the pastor, well, where's the payback? You know, I'm doing all of this, and I'm, 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 I'm having, you know, I'm having, you know, uh, uh, my husband, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm taking care of all the business, you know, as a wife should. But where's the payback? And yet, She's not out there making her own money. So she couldn't even say when she makes up, she's the one who sets the rule as to, well, you know what, we're going to split this 50-50. But yet, like you said, now, he could have his own money because he's, he's a breadwinner. He's an earner. But you, anything you get has to come from your husband's pocket. So like you said, you know, there's another dynamic to this where you're spending your husband's money to, you know, to, to, to sex up and, you know, um, feed some other man. Now, uh, Pastor Jeff, I'm going to ask you this. 
So she, as a housewife, says, where's the payback? In your mind, as a husband, what would your answer be? Mm-mm. I'm... I... Where's the payback? I I don't remember that scene. Yeah, she was talking so. to the pastor. She was telling the pastor about her, you know, wanting to have this affair, and she's okay. you know explaining to the pastor that because I was I wrote notes as as we went along as the uh, episode went along, and she's explaining to the pastor that you know I'm doing all of this, but pretty much I'm bored. Pretty much, you know, what is what do yeah. I get okay, I in return for yeah. all of the stuff that I do for him as a wife? Where's the payback? So if someone were to and say that, your wife were to say that, what would your answer be? <laughs> well, see, that, that that's my thing. It's usually the person that not pulling the load that usually has the affair. You know that, right? <laughs> because... An idle mind is the devil's workshop, <laughs> you know, and she she feels like she's doing too much and getting nothing for it, but she forgets that he's able to live the life she's living and doing what she's doing because of the other person is putting in, you know, so much labor and so much time. So that, that that's just that's just how it gets. It's a selfish spirit, and she's going to enlarge that she's owed something that she might not really be owed. You know what I'm saying? According to you. So that, that, you know, that's how I see it. Yes. Okay. She, she's a, she's a, According she's to you. Enlarging. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask the other two. Okay, so Pastor Jeff says, you know, the one who carries, quote, unquote, the less weight is the one who ends up having the affair. And we know that that's not true, because um, people are just people. It don't matter what, what role you play in a relationship, you know, you just out there sometimes. Um, but is there a lighter? I'm gonna put that out there. Is the housewife carrying a lighter load than the one who's no, out there? No, I'm not saying always. I want to correct. Because no, it sounded like you were kind of saying general. I was a I wasn't minimizing that to that Okay, extent. I just want to get some but clarification. Usually, but, but generally, the person that's home more has more time to think about <laughs> getting into an affair. You know, the one that has more time on their hands and not constantly busy 24-7 because the person that goes to a job generally has, you know, that, you know, their boss keep them on a, a time clock and they got to get certain things done, you know, but the person that's home, they can, okay, I get the kids off the school. I got this time, this time, you know, there are some times that they, you know, sit and can think about a lot of things. And I'm just saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. You know, they thinking about, you know, look how she strategized so long, you know, for this affair and she was planning and she had so much time to do a whole lot of planning. She did most of the planning, not the guy she's having an affair with. Remember, he was at work. You know, she was the one sitting there with all these index cards and everything else. You know what I'm saying? No, and, 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 so and in this time. particular case, you're right. In this particular case, you're absolutely right. You know, it shows. Well, listen, here's the thing uh, for, for me. 
when when I, I agree with you, you know, and we all we all, we all have been taught, you know, and 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 idle mind is the devil's playground, you know. That's why when you would always ask, you know, can I go outside like to do what? Because you know your parents pretty much knew that you know if you outside and you ain't got nothing to do, you gonna get into something you ain't got to busy getting into. So you're absolutely right in that essence, you know, where you have more time to think because you ain't got nothing else to think about. Um, but here's, here's one of the things that, that came across my my mind when you were talking was here you have oh my goodness I lost my train of thought I lost my train of thought you know what it's, it'll come back to me um, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there for you um, Ainsley if you want to comment on Pastor Jeff's um, uh, theory you know. Uh, the one who, you know, pretty much has the less amount of time to think about this, does the less amount of planning, because we definitely know she did a whole lot. Oh, here's what I was going to say. Hold on, but hold on, Brother Ames. So, in this particular case, this chick was already out there. You know, she. so I believe, in my opinion, if she had a job or three jobs, she would have made in her business to make this happen no matter what. Because she was the one who, you know, the, the title of this particular episode was The Huntress. She was determined to make this happen. So for this particular case, in addition to what you said, I personally believe that homegirl would have, if she had nine jobs, she was going to make this happen. I don't know if the, if you two feel that way. Brother Ainsley, you can comment um, on, on uh, Pastor Jeff or whatever, you know, it was that I said. But I believe she would have made it happen. I don't care what she would have. She would have moved all heaven and earth to make sure she would have had this affair. Yeah, I hear what Pastor Jeff's saying. I, I agree to that. I mean, and I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't mind double saying that. Jeff, I hear what you're saying. At the same time, though, you, but, yeah, she does seem to be determined. Uh, no matter what, this is going to happen. And, you know, you because know, she was very determined. I mean, look, she got a little whiff, and all this happened. Right? <laughs> You will not leave that alone. <laughs> oh my gosh! She put this into motion, all all this planning and stuff like that. But you know, um, but here's the thing. To me, though, it's the thing that even okay, even if she felt like that, all right. My thing is your commitment to your marriage. On one, even if you felt like okay, I feel attracted, I feel attracted to somebody else. You still marry, you and you know no matter what you, you need uh, something slacking. What's wrong? What's wrong with her going to her husband? Look, you, just sometimes men, we gotta marry. We just gonna get the hint. We gotta be, we gotta be told. Look, A, B, and C. Don't hand around. Just tell me, yo, you slacking off. I need this in our relationship. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, she can do all this planning, but what about just going to your husband right. and being right. straight up? Look. I I I need this. I'm missing this in my life, and this 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 ain't working for me. I need something else going on. Being honest with your own husband—that's who you committed to. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so I, I, that that part gets to me. You know, and there was one point. You know, um, I guess she tries to uh, cuddle with her husband on the sofa, and yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, 
behind. What are you doing? I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Dude, corny, really. straight corny. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, so, but she married him. She knew what she was getting. You know <laughs> this thing. This you know, apparently this thing that happened. He was always boring. You married this. So there is something there that you, you she was attracted to. Apparently, so you got to be straight up. You made this commitment. You know, you come to your husband and say, oh, listen, um, uh, I need this. Um, you know, you got to talk. You got to come to your husband. Straight up, say, I'm, I'm missing this. I need this in the, rela- in the relationship. You know, so, yeah. I agree. I agree with you. And, and that was that was a thought that I had. Shantise, what's your two cents in this particular area? I feel like, you know, every situation here or there has a couple of exceptions, but a lot of the times also the one who's running the house, there is no clock in and clock out. So there's a lot more to do, especially if there's children, especially if children get to a certain age and this one is in this activity and that one is in that activity. The the parent who's at home or the spouse who's at home a lot of the time automatically by default gets those additional responsibilities as well. So if you're, you know, tending to the spouse who is actually going out physically to a job, you making meals, so on and so forth. So doesn't necessarily mean that you have a whole lot of time on your hands. And I completely agree because I think about how I was out working a job. Sometimes I would be working two jobs at once and I have more energy than when I'm working here in the house. And I'm like, Jesus, you're going to have to break this down to me. What is the problem? <laughs> it, it seems like I have to physically, whether I was taking public transportation or when I was driving, out two jobs at once. I go clubbing. I do all this, work doubles, do all the outside. Here I'm working in the house. All I do is get out the bed, brush the teeth, go right here to the boarding machine, and I need a nap. Oh, I, I need, what is happening? So it, it really, I think the workload and all of that, and when you're determined, you're determined. And as far as Pastor Jeff, um, I think he said something like, oh, idle time. One of the things that God revealed to me in my situation right now is one of the reasons why I'm not in as much trouble is because I'm not around <clears throat> people like that. So I don't have access to men on a daily basis like that because I work from home versus when I work out in the work field and I'm literally leaving my house every day. So I'm encountering men on my way to work. I'm encountering men at work. I'm encountering men on my way home from work. Here, I mean, like yesterday, I didn't go outside at all until I was the garbage. So a lot of the times, the one who's leaving the house to go to work, they have more of an opportunity to get themselves entangled in situations because the opportunities are presented to them a lot more. So, yeah, like, I agree with Pastor Steph. She was really determined because you're really having to, she's really having to press her way to make this happen because she's supposed to be home unless she's going to do something with the kids or for her husband, maybe. So you're really persistent. So I agree with she was the CEO before she started the company. She was going to make time to do this. And she already <laughs> showed her persistence. So whatever opportunity she got, she, she stood in front of the man's car. Like he'd been looking the opposite way and put that car in drive and kept driving, he would have ran her over. She was determined to let him know 
that she's been thinking about sleeping with him and she wanted to get off her chest so she could stop thinking about it, which was baloney. But she was determined to make this happen. So regardless of the fact, this, this is going to happen. So, you know how I try to do sometimes. And, and all that, uh, you you know, you viewed yesterday, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. You know, what do you, what do you want to talk to our uh, listeners today and, and say to them? And I'll start with you, Brother Ainsley. Well, what do you want to say? Talk, speak directly to them. What are you telling them? Hello? Okay, I'm reading my phone. All right. Um, again, what I want to say to... I'm sorry, I missed the last part. Oh, what, what, you know, we've seen several things go on in this particular episode. And if you had to extract one thing that you really wanted to let our listeners know, what would that one thing be? Speak directly to them. Oh, okay. Um, commitment. Commitment. Um, we are saved by his grace. And, you know, uh, we made a commitment, particularly in marriage. You, you, you do this. Uh, you make a commitment to your to your to your to your wife or your husband. It's a sacred thing, and for better for worse and whatnot. And and I look at my commitment, you know, to my to my wife as I'm honoring God by doing the right thing. And you know, no matter what, you, you make a commitment. So and you honor your commitment, and you, and you do the best of your ability. This kind of thing should not happen. Having a fair and as as the movie depicts, as what actually did happen back in the day with these people, you know. So my thing is about honoring God, honoring your commitment. You know, it's important. It's important. It's important. So you know, by honoring your commitments, you honor God. God honors us. So it's it's, it's reciprocal. Thank you, thank you, brother Ames. Thank you, brother Ames. Shantice, you know, with all that you have seen, with all that has been said today, one thing you would really like to speak to, you know, the the, the listeners and just kind of push across the table, what would that be? Stop trying to convince yourself that this is a good idea, whatever this is. If you have to do all of that, in alone and with other person or people, that's one of God's ways of telling you, you ain't supposed to be doing this. It's a simple question to God, which you don't have to ask this question. But nonetheless, it's a simple question to God, and he will answer you. All of this strategizing, and it, don't don't push past. Don't, don't keep trying to press forward. This is not the time to, to persevere. Just stop, stop trying to push. That's all. Thanks to you, people. All righty. That ain't one of your switch tips, because boy, you didn't sound very convincing. But thank you very much. Thank you very much, Pastor Jeff. You've got the final word today. You know, one thing. You know, you said it all made your eyebrow raise. What would be that one thing you really feel the listeners need to know? 
that is easy to get into and hard to get out. You know, that that one that one little little you know little thought can lead all the way to you know some detriment of your family and everything else. You must fight at every junction <laughs> to not you know go that next step. You know we got to resist the devil. The Bible says, and he'll flee from you. Don't fall in. Stop getting into your emotions. You know. Me, 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 and I feel, I feel, I feel, because your feelings will get you killed. So, mm. you really fight, fight that. <laughs> amen. Right? Amen, amen, and amen to all of our panel today. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Thank you, Brother Ainsley, for your contribution into today's conversation. Watch episode two. We will be back, God spares, next week to discuss episode two. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day. All right, you too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ah, we are going to whole hands and whole hearts. Mm, A whole lot of stuff in that one little hour. A whole lot of stuff took place. Let's go before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you for just being kind enough to even usher us into today, into your wonderful, marvelous day, God. And you have just blessed us as we have been able to be awakened with brand new tender mercies. Mm, just to think that regardless of what we did yesterday, that you still blessed us with another opportunity to get it right. We say thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for even this discussion, dear Heavenly Father, and all the things that, you know, we spoke about, dear Heavenly Father. And, God, we pray that whether the listener uh, watched the episode or not, God, that the, the gems that were placed into the conversation today, dear Heavenly Father, that everything would be received, God, that everything would just be planted, that seed would be planted inside each and every one of us, and that it would just marinate and resonate into the atmosphere, God, as to the lesson that we learn just by listening today, dear Heavenly Father, so many points were made, God, yes, you know, on on a level of personal opinion and personal feeling, but God, on an on 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 a godly level as well. Your expectation of us, dear Heavenly Father, the things that you grant us, the things that you bless us with. How are we going to be stewards over those things, dear Heavenly Father? Is our marriage for a season? Over a lifetime, dear Heavenly Father, those questions were put on the table today, and we're grateful. We're grateful, dear Heavenly Father, for all that you present to us day in and day out, God. The first two hours of our morning for most of us, dear Heavenly Father, we're blessed 
by having this platform, God, to just tune into the Heavenly Father. And, Lord, we pray that as messengers, we pray that, that as you use us to minister to your people, the Heavenly Father, that we're sending the right message, God, that we're bringing forth the, the, the proper points, the Heavenly Father, that we're helping to render understanding, God, that as you give us wisdom, the Heavenly Father, that we are blessing your people with all that you've given us, the Heavenly Father. And so many times, God, we just learn for one another here. Even as we minister, the Heavenly Father, we're grateful that we're not just uh, people who are delivering, God, but we are recipients of your blessing. We're recipients of your word as well, the Heavenly Father. Thank you. Thank you for just allowing us this opportunity. That, that this sets the tone for the day, God, and we can just walk through your day watchful, being on the lookout for stuff that we have no business doing. We can ensure that we do the things that you're expecting us to do, dear Heavenly Father, that we walk in expectation of your greatness because we are handling our end of the, of, of this, of, of the spectrum, God. Thank you, God, for just loving us. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for blessing each and every one of us as we just go forward each day. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We love you for loving us. We love you for teaching us how to love one another, dear Heavenly Father. How can we say thank you for all of the things that you do for us day in and day out? How you display your love. How you even chastise and discipline us, God. And Lord, as we watch uh, this series, this is, th- these are true events. This is nothing that's made up. And Lord, we pray that we would render the true benefits. That we would be recipients of all the things that we are supposed to learn from from these seven episodes and then some, all of the added things that will be put out there, that we would render blessings into your kingdom for what we've seen and what we've learned. We give you the glory and the honor. So rightly do your name in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hmm. Wow. You know, it's funny because you know, like I, I said, I told everybody, I said, no, this is interesting. Um, you know, when, like I said, when I looked at it and I saw, I didn't even see anything. I just saw the the, uh, the brief synopsis and, you know, I saw that when it came up that this was a true story. I was like, oh, no, we, we, we doing this. I didn't even care what it was. But just for the fact that it was a true story, I didn't know how it would end. I didn't know who would be guilty who would be innocent, who would play whatever part in it. I knew that we had to watch it. And even as we were discussing it today, a lot of stuff came out that I, you know, that um, that I hadn't even thought of. And I, I took a whole lot of notes as we were watching last night. You know, in the closing, it was said that, you know, we need to honor the commitment. And that's what I thought when I heard 
her, you know, Candy asked the pastor, well, what is, what is the payback? And I, I just looked at the screen and I was like, wow, wow. You know, I, and I always say this, you know, even as, as people who walk in the Lord, even as Christians, you know, we're all at different places, so we'll all see things differently. You know, we'll all be able to call out something different from life. Um, but what I thought about was, what's the payback? You're honoring God is your payback. That when you made the vow for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, your payback is how God, as as Brother Ainsley said, will honor you. You know, it, it you know, it was said a few times that, you know, we um we knew who we were marrying. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I do agree to to an extent that, you know what, you pretty much a lot of alarms are going off. So to that to that degree I do agree. You know, we a lot of alarms are going off. A lot of things are being shown. And we figure, oh, I can live with that, or he'll change, or she'll change, or it ain't going to always be like that. So in that, you know, in that essence, I agree. However, we can't negate the fact that the representative really shows up in the beginning. And, you know, it was said last week, I believe, that, or it could be yesterday, that the representative doesn't last as long these days. <laughs> nah. You know, they don't stay behind that, that cloak very long anymore. They're exposed a lot sooner. But, you know, over the years, we can admit that, you know, we, we a lot of times people show you something and they really have you duped into believing just like, you know, uh, we, we've had, you know, Brother Al has said it, Brother Ainsley said it today, you know, that whatever you do to get them, you've got to d- continue to do that to maintain. And a lot of times, that's what happens. They do all of this, they show you all of this beauty, and yet they, they drop the ball. They no longer do it, and you're like, well, what happened to this? What happened to that? You know, and, and there are times when you don't know how a person is going to flip the script on you. You know, I'm sure, you know, um, he didn't think, I think his name is Lee, he didn't think, you know, Candy's husband didn't think, even though he slapped off. You know, he didn't think she was going to go out there. He didn't care. Because when I saw the, you know, the, 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 the scene where, you know, she tried to cuddle up and it was like, Oh, Pat, thank you. His name is Pat. Um, you know, when she tried to cuddle with him, you know, he was like, he wasn't warm. You know, he wasn't receptive. Well, I'm sure back in the day, he was. He did all that cuddling. She didn't anticipate that later on he would not show her any interest, that, you know, she would write this swan poetry and he would not be interested, or he would pretend to read it, <laughs> you know, and, you know, we we have to be up front, and, and that was one of the things I said also that Brother Ainsley said, well, then what was wrong with you just coming out and saying 
yo, man, you slipping. You know, this ain't what I married. This is not what you showed me. This is not who you told me you were. This is not who you showed me you were. I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I, I, no, this ain't going to work. And I'm going to let you know, there's only going to be a certain amount of time before things, other things may begin to creep in. So what we, what, what we going to do about this thing here? I, I, I was trying to figure out, well, what happened to that? Why didn't you go forward and say that? There was no indication. Now, whether this happened or not, they shouldn't show us that she ever, ever spoke to him and said, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. And when you don't do that, you know, again, you're right. They don't, people don't get the hit. People are not mind readers. People just assume that as they slack off, you're going to be receptive of all of this. Well, guess what? We're seeing the evidence that you're not necessarily or they're not going to necessarily be receptive of this. And you've got to do what you need to do to maintain this relationship. And in my personal opinion, you saying something was your responsibility. Because, see, here's the thing. Somebody could make the argument, well, had I known, whether it's true or not. They could make the argument, well, if she had said or if he had said, if I had known, then I would have done something. You know, I just thought that, you know, she was okay or he was okay. No, people are not okay. And when we enter into this thing, we have an obligation to keep it going, to keep it going. You know, Pastor Jeff said, hey, listen, it's easy to get in. But it's hard as hell to get out. This ain't going to be an easy thing to get out of. You know, we, we spoke about this. You know, they said, well, you know, when it, it seems like we're, when we're taking risks, we're going to stop. You were already taking a risk when you decided to have that conversation. When she first broached the subject to him and she wanted to get it out because she was tired of feeling it, she was already taking a risk because she didn't know what he was going to do. She was hoping she would, he would throw it back, but she had not anticipated if it got worse from his end because you really don't know what a person's going to do. When he asked her, you know, to expound on, you know, well, what were you thinking? You were taking a risk. So when y'all are having this discussion about, well, when we take risks, you know, then we're going to back up or we're going to stop it, you were already in the risk area. You were already in the hot zone. So you were already in too deep. And there is, God will always give a way out. That's what the scripture tells us. There is no temptation that is uncommon to man, but that God would not give a way out. Nothing is authentic. Nothing. Nothing is authentic. This may be your first time hearing it. This may be your first time feeling it. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, this show ain't the first time it's happened. Nah. That does, it, it, it doesn't come out like that. So you always have to think about the risk you're taking when you enter into certain things. When your mind begins to think of these things, 
You know, the scripture also tells us that, you know, the, the cheating doesn't happen, the lust doesn't happen when you actually reach out or, or act on it. It starts in your mind. You've already committed the sin when it enters into your mind. Take what we've seen or what you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, take what you've heard and use it as a lesson. When it starts to enter your mind, you better start going to the Lord and, and stay before the Lord over this issue because there is a way out. God will always give you a way out. She was sitting and she was talking to the pastor when he rang the phone to ask her to meet him. That was her way out to say, well, you know what, I'm sitting here. I rethought this thing, and, you know, it wouldn't be a good idea. She was already sitting there talking to the pastor. Even if they had not already broached that subject, you were already sitting speaking to someone who was in a level of authority to reroute your behavior, your thoughts. Isn't that what we are supposed to use the pastor for? So that was your way out right there. Use it. Take it. Don't let God give you an opportunity to get out and you don't. This whole thing amazed me that there was an opportunity for somebody to back off. From the moment she opened up her mouth and told him she was interested, there was a way out. That's what I marveled at the entire, I don't know what anyone else thought about overall, but that's what I personally marveled at. When, he, when she first mentioned it, when he followed up on it, when he invited her out, when they were driving to the destination, when she was sitting up in that hotel room by herself, when he got there and he saw her in the lingerie, when they sat down and they were eating together, all of this was an opportunity because there are other people who have gotten to that point who ran. You better believe they have run. There's always an opportunity for you to get out. And I have to tell y'all, I don't know about y'all, they look so boring. Oh, my goodness. He says, so what are you going to do, just stay in there? <laughs> to me, that wasn't out. Because I'm sorry, in all my little 56 years, if it ever looked like that, it, I ain't got nothing to do with God. I ain't no longer interested. I am no longer Interested. If Brother Ainsley was right and he literally smelled like sex, that right there would end my interest. If I, because she ain't just looked at him at that point. Like I said, it was an earlier, you know, glance or two. If he smelled, if he literally smelled like sex, you ain't got to worry about Stephanie no more. So to me, all of those are out. Because there are certain preferences, preferences in life that actually help you to make decisions. You know, Shanti's brought up the fact that, you know, the glasses didn't look clean. You know, that wasn't out for her. Is God using our little stupid pet peeves to help us? You know what? I would venture to say yes. I would venture to, venture to say God would use anything, and we can't eliminate anything that God would do. If you see an out, take the out. Know that God is always giving you a way out. That's my end today. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. 
Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I'd like to thank my due time crew and our listeners for uh, joining in the conversation today. Thank you for hanging out with us all week and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to just strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where is Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.